Good morning, everyone. It's lovely uh, to see you this morning. My name's Ian, and uh, I serve here at CFM. Uh, it's uh, really lovely to see you, particularly if you're uh, visiting. Um, it's, great, uh, it's great to have you with us this morning. This morning we find ourselves uh, in between different sermon series. So it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a one-off this morning. And uh, we're going to look in the, in the Old Testament and we're going to be in the book of Psalms. We're going to look for a few moments at Psalm 1. As you're finding that perhaps uh, in your Bibles, let me tell you about so something that happened uh, not that long ago, just a few nights ago actually. Uh, Heather and I invited some of the uh, young folks who were doing the youth alpha course around to our house. And when the idea was that we'd have some, some fun together, uh, play some games. And really the big picture is that we would uh, we'd fill them with sugar and send them home. So, so that's really the drive behind what was happening. And, uh, and as part of the evening, we, we had ice cream sundaes and, and, and a big chocolate cake, which was wonderful. Um, but I think that most of the young folks would say that the highlight for them was the little quiz that I put together. Nevertheless, we did a little quiz, and uh, one of the rounds in the quiz, which will be familiar if you, if you do a bit of quizzing, is where you, uh, you, the, the person who's running it would read the lyrics from a song, and you've got to find out, you know, kind of identify what the song is, uh, who the artist is, and the song title. So we're going to do that just to begin, to carry on this kind of theme of, 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 of songs and thinking about songs this morning. So if you know it, please, please don't shout it out, you know, this is a... This is an important moment, and we don't want to ruin it for anybody. So here's the first line. I have climbed the highest mountains. Anyone, uh, anyone think they might know it? Don't say if you do. Okay. Don't think that anybody. Uh, yes, there is, there is one or two. Okay, see if, you're, see if this confirms it for you. I've climbed the highest mountains. I've run through fields only to be with you, only to be with you. Some people are nodding, but I guess they're just doing that so that it looks like they know. <laughs> I have run, I have crawled, I have scaled these city walls, these city walls only to be with you, only to be with you. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> We're getting there. Here we go. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And the song, in case it's totally bypassed us up to now, is indeed called, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for, by uh, an Irish group called U2. Uh, and the song was uh, released, I think it's in 1987. I think it was on the Joshua Tree album. And, uh, and it just rec- received a lot of critical acclaim. It really resonated with people. And even now, it's still held as, as a, a song that's uh, very popular. So re- fairly recently that it was voted in the top 100 of, uh, of songs written uh, in the last 100 years. There's something about this song that resonates with people. And, and there's, there's, parts, there's lots of reasons for that, I'm sure. But part of it is this, this kind of line that repeats, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And what we're going to do for the next few moments is we're going to uh, have a little look at Psalm, Psalm 1, which is going to describe for us somebody who, who has a has a characteristics in their life of stability, of fruitfulness, of, of contentedness, of happiness. Somebody who, to some extent at least, has found what they're looking for. Let's, uh, let's read the psalm. Psalm 1, verse 1. 
Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. And I want us to, 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 to have a think about this, this Psalm 1 man or Psalm 1 woman. What is it uh, about their life that, that leads to this stability, to be like a tree planted by streams of water, this blessedness? The book of Psalms is an incredible book in our Bibles. It really is wonderful. And for centuries, God's people have used it in their prayers and praises of God. It talks about what it is to live in God's world, what it is to love him and to walk with him and be loved by him. But it also explores the complexities of life when things are not going perhaps as they might, when the wicked do seem to prosper, when we might not We're in a situation we didn't expect to find ourselves in. But it begins here with this this principle of what it is to to live well in God's world. And we're going to explore it a little bit. Blessed is the one. Blessed. It's, It's a word we hear about in church, isn't it? Blessed. Bless you. Blessings. But what what does it mean? What does it mean to be to be blessed? The word here is uh, it, it, it has the sense, it has the atmosphere, it has the, the, the meaning of, of happy, happy or content. And it comes from a root word that means to be, to be straight or to be right. The, the, the sense is that, the, that happy or content or at peace or secure is the one. And we're just going to, what, what is that? What, what is that life? What does it look like? It may surprise you, but we're going to look at three things that that is going to look like. We're going to look at well, verse 1, verse 2, and verse 3. Really, really simply, verse 1, the blessed life. There are things that are, need to be excluded from blessed life. It, it seems like a strange place for the psalm to start. A, a, a strange place for the whole book of psalms to begin. Blessed is the one, happy, content, straight with, secure, who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. There are things in life which would, which would take away from our life, which would harm or hinder or, or restrict or destroy the life that we have. There, there, are, there are things out there which, which would, would pull away from, from, from the goodness of, of what life can be. Jesus says that we have, a, we have an enemy. The, the devil who comes to kill, steal and destroy. 
And, 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 and here, it seems that, the, that, that spending time with or, or being influenced by sin or, or, sin or sinners is going to have such a negative effect on our lives. So sometimes we think of sin as, as a little bit naughty. You know, eating a bit of chocolate cake when we shouldn't. Sin is devastating. Sin is devastating. It's not a small thing. It, it rips, it ruins, it destroys. It kills, it steals from our lives. Why, why would the psalmist, the, the, the beginning of this incredible book, the first verse, why is it telling us about not doing something? It seems a strange place to start. But, but think of it like this. If I was to go on a little adventure, say with, with, the, with my boys, so Peter's five and David's three, go on an adventure, we're going to the spa. That's the sort of adventures that we go on. We're, we're that sort of wild living family. And we maybe we're walking to the spa. You can walk to the spa from where we live. Um, but it's something a bit different. It's something that we're going to spend time together. We're going to, you know, buy a chocolate bar. Whatever it is, we're doing that. As we're heading out the door, we just, we, we kind of go through again. Hey, there's things out there that could really ruin this. If we're not careful as we walk along the side of the road, it doesn't bear thinking about. So, so, you, so you just underline it. We need to listen. You can't zone out here. We're going to have a good time. We're going to be together. We're going somewhere. But you've got, to, you've got to, to stick with me here. Your hand has got to stay in my hand. There's, there's that sort of initial warning before the adventure begins. And, and, there are, and there's, a, there's a warning here that we've got to be aware of what influences there are in our lives. We have to be aware. Paul writes in Galatians, he says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And, and, and the, 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 the seeds that we sow will grow and produce fruit. It's just what seeds we're sowing. And so we've, we have to be aware that there is, the, there is a danger out there. What are we allowing to influence us? What I find remarkable is that the Psalms begin this way. Psalm 1 verse 1. Proverbs begins in a, such a similar way. Proverbs is this, just really simply, Proverbs, an incredible book written by Solomon who's been gifted such great wisdom from God. And in Proverbs 1 to 9, he's speaking to his son. And the idea is, I think, that his son's about at that point in his life where he's making decisions for himself. He's kind of get a degree of independence. And this is how he starts. Proverbs 1, verse 10, after a little introduction. The wisest man who's lived, speaking to a son that he loves, and his first bit of advice, my son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie in wait for some innocent blood. Let's ambush some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We'll get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Cast lots with us and we'll share the loot. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths. For their feet rush into evil and they are swift to shed blood. How useless to spread a net where every bird can see it. 
These men lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush only themselves. Such are the paths of those who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. It takes away the life of those who get it. It's a, it's a very similar warning. So what, what are we allowing to influence us? What we, what we, what we saw, we will we'll read. Who are we walking with? Who are we standing with? Who are we sitting with? When we sit, what are we watching? What are we taking in? What are we taking in? It, it does influence. It does make a difference. There are some things that we need to exclude. I'm not talking here about about living such an insulated life that we're not part of anything that goes on. I'm not not saying that at all. I'm saying we need to develop an appropriate awareness of of what influences are coming into our life. What, What are we watching? What are we taking in? Who are we journeying with? It shapes our decision making, our views, our actions. There are some things we need to be aware of. Secondly, verse two. But there are things that, that excite a Psalm 1 man or a Psalm 1 woman. Verse 2. But uh, let's read verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on this law day and night. One of the lovely things about the book of Psalms is that they're there for us to ponder they're there for us to, to, to reflect on. They're there for us to consider. And I love this word delight. Isn't delight a fantastic word? To delight. And here we're, we're, we're encouraged to delight in the law. Delight in the scriptures. Delight in God's word. A little bit like what Reuben was sharing with us actually only a few moments ago. To delight the, the Bible it's revelation of who God is and what he's like and what his world is about and what we are like. And we have to, to, to delight in it. You know, very, very similar really to what Reuben was saying. God is eternal. He's infinite. He's incredible. There's always more to learn about him. There's further to go. There's deeper to dive. There's more fullness to recognize. He's so good. He's so big. He's so beautiful. He's so strong. There's more. Sometimes I think that we sell ourselves short. We're we're satisfied with so little. We're we're happy with just a little bit, with crumbs. But here, there's somebody who says, no, I'm not. I'm going to be careful of the influences in my life, and I'm going to delight in the law. I'm going to delight in reading the Bible, not for the Bible's sake, but to know the God of the Bible, to know him. Think of the the pictures the Bible uses to help us kind of get a sense of what God is like as a father, as a shepherd, as a king, as a priest. Like a hen who gathers its chicks under its wings, like a rock, he is love. We could go on and on. There's there's so much more to, to know of him and to delight in him. You know, when I, th- when I think about delight, I think it, there's, there's often there's, a, there's like a long, it's over a period of time. You know, we might delight in the garden coming to how we want it to be. It's been a process, we see it. 
You know, that delight in a project that finished at work. You know, it's taken a lot of energy. At one point, it didn't seem like it was going to happen. And it's sort of, it's come together. You might delight in the family as they grow up. It's over a period of time. And as we, as we, as we look to God's word and we, we revel in it, we delight in it, we get to know God more and more. Folks, let, let's, be, let's be practical. Reading the Bible isn't always easy. Sometimes we're in a, we're in a zone and, it, and it's just flowing and it's wonderful. And sometimes it's, it's challenging. It, it's, it's prompting questions which are, are difficult. Or the, the long list of names gets disorientated. Or, or, or where does this, what's happening here? Where does it fit? But as we, as over time, as we, as we, as we live in God's word, so we get to know him more. If, it, if it's a real struggle, and, and there's no shame in that, then, then let, can I suggest, choose a, a little book, maybe Philippians or something like that, and, and just, just read Philippians. Read it. Uh, and then, oh, I didn't really get it. I don't really understand. Uh, read it again at night. Read it again tomorrow. Read it. Go to, go watch the Bible Project video as they explain some of the themes or the context around it. Just soak in it and, and, and soak in who God is and what he's done and what, what his nature is and his character and his goodness and be, and be lost in awe. It says, the one who meditates on his law day and night. We, we might think of that word meditate in, in a sense of, of, of the certain uh, meditation practices where we empty our mind. But, but that's not what's been referred to here. This, this meditation is, is, is perhaps the opposite of that, is to fill our minds. The, the word meditate here has this idea, it, it's, it's to mutter. It's, it's to speak it back to yourself. It's, to, it's, to, it's to, to speak the scriptures through the day. It's not just to read them, but it's to, it's to sort of live in them. This is, might, be a, <laughs> might be a, I don't know how this will go. As an illustration, maybe it only works for farmers, but it's a bit like uh, chewing the cud. I don't know, if it, it, maybe if you've been out in the countryside and you see, picture a, a June day, it's beautiful, a warm blue sky, uh, grass is green, and the cows are out in the field, and, and they've, they've eaten so much that they're full, and they, and they sit down, and, and they, I don't know this, might sound strange, but they kind of put their ears back somehow and their eyes kind of half close and, and they sort of bring back the grass and chew it over again. And, and they do that because grass is a good food. It, it, there's a lot of, this is a technical term, goodness <laughs> in the grass, but it's a difficult food to digest. The way that the cells are, are, are formed in it, <laughs> as if I'm anything of a scientist, make it difficult to, for, to digest. And so the cow chews it once and then brings it back and chews it over again. But it's the same idea. It's to, it's to, to, to extract all the goodness out of it. It's to, it's to reflect on it again. It's to mutter. It's to, it's to speak it back to ourselves. To, to, to fill our lives with truth and hope. If there are things to look out for, there are things to feed on. Finally, verse 3, the, the, uh, the, the outcome, the outworking can be exceptional. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. 
whatever they do prospers. It's a, a really, a really uh, significant picture, I think, of a tree planted by streams of water. And, and this is how the Psalms w- work. They invite us to, to think on, on what looks so simple, but invite us to think, to consider, to, 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 to just ask questions of. What, what is so ex- exceptional about a tree, we might ask? There's literally hundreds, thousands of trees around. What, what's so special about them? But, but trees are remarkable. Think of that they're, they're, they're uh, outside all the time. That's a razor-sharp insight for you. They're outside all the time. They're out in all seasons, out in the frost, out in the snow, out in the hail, in the wind, in the sun, in the heat, in the warmth. They're in it all. And as nobody watches, they grow. And they go through each season. They're in each season just quietly away growing. And as they grow, they give life to those around. They provide homes for others. They're literally taking carbon dioxide out of the air and releasing oxygen. They produce fruit in season to bring delight and this, this fruit which is packed with, with life, with potential. Consider for, for a moment a, a tree, a large tree. And, and the tree has, a, has a large, some of the large branches and they have to be strong enough to hold all the little branches that come off them, all the, the leaves that come on there, the squirrels that run along it, or whatever animal, depending on the country, the birds that nest in it has to be so strong, but has to be flexible enough too, that in the wind, they can give a little bit. They don't just snap. There's, there's, there's the flexibility. There's the strength and shade and flexibility. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible organism is a tree. And the, the blessed life that Psalm 1 outlines for us is there's, there's dangers to be aware of. There's, there's, there's opportunity to feed on what is good and right. And, they op- and the, the result is to be like a tree planted by streams of water. Not just a stream, but by streams. The, 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 not that life is always wonderful, but through each season, whether people are watching or not, we grow. And when it's right, we produce fruit. Compare that to verse 4. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. The, the chaff is the, is the kind of the, the, the outer casing on the, on the kernel of wheat. And so and certainly in this context, as you were, you're trying to separate the wheat from the chaff. And the way you did that was you throw it up in the air and the wind, just a slight wind, would, would catch the, the chaff, the, the kind of outer casing, and, and blow it away. And the heavier kernel of wheat would, would drop to the ground. And that, that chaff is... Is, is, is worthless. It, 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 it doesn't count for anything. It doesn't add to something. And, and the contrast between the chaff and the tree is so marked. It's such a, it's such a massive difference. So how can we be this Psalm 1 person? What, what's it asking us to do? The picture that Jesus gives us in the Gospels in, uh, in John 15 is that you know, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Let's, let's just read that actually. John 15, 
just read verse 5 for now. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so the danger as we look at this uh, psalm this morning is we think that we need to be better. I need to be much better at, at kind of guarding my life against things that come in to steal, steal, kill and destroy. I need to be better. I need to be much better at reading the Bible. I need to be this planted tree. But we can't do it on our own. And the wonderful news of the gospel, the wonderful news of Jesus is as we've been singing about and hearing about, is that not only is the one who created us and made us, but he's the one who stepped into our world. God immortal. God magnificent. God entirely sinless steps into the the dirt, the muck, the mess, the, the grime of a stable. He's born, he lives a perfect life. He dies a cruel death on the cross for our sin. He dies for us to pay the price for our sin. But he's raised again. He ascends to heaven where he sits at the right hand of the Father. And he sends his spirit to live within us. God himself comes to live within us. It's not a case of we need to be better. It's a case that God comes to do a work within us. God comes to help us. It's not I, it's we. We're not alone. We're with him. And he comes to live within us. Let me, let's do this together. Are there doors in our life that we need to close? I've no idea what they might be. But are there doors in our life we need to close? We can't close it unless the Lord helps us, unless God does it with us. Are there doors in our life we need to open? Do we need his help to get into the scriptures? There's something so exciting, so incredible as God within us by his spirit. And and as we read his word, that that, that sort of resonates together as we we learn, as we grow. And then as verse 3 says, that person is like a tree planted. Somebody's at work doing some planting and it's not the seed, the gardener. And it was like a tree planted by streams of water, that he might plant us wherever wherever we're at, and, and we'll all be a little bit different. I, I the 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 seeds or the fruit that that my life produces might be a little bit different than what yours, and we might be planted in slightly different places, but God will be doing His work in us and through us. The therefore of this morning is not that we need to be better, but we need to abide. In him. Apart from me, Jesus says, you can do nothing. But in him, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me pray and then ask Phil and the band if they'll come and help us close our time together by singing. Let's pray. Father, we uh, recognize this morning that we are so in need of your, of your grace and your life. Lord, we thank you for um, all that you've done for us. Lord, we thank you for creating us. 
thank you that you journey on this uh, life with us. Father, we pray that if there are specifics within our, our lives, doors that need to be closed, Lord, we're not capable, we can't do that by ourselves. Perhaps we've, we've tried. Lord, whatever that might be, Lord, we ask simply, but by the power of your spirit, that you'll enable us to do that, that you'll bring that about. Father, we know the effects of sin. Father, we pray that as you bring healing and grace, so that you'll so you'll bring uh, protection and care. Father, I pray that you'll give us a real hunger and desire for your word. Lord, that we'd meet you in it, that we would know you more. Father, I pray that we'd not be satisfied with crumbs, that we would not be satisfied with uh, with something that uh, just something from the past, but we would long and, and yearn for more of you. They would know more of your fullness, more of your grace, more of your love, more of your hope, more of your character, Lord, that we'd know more of your work in our lives. And Father, through each season that we're in, Lord, I pray that you would uh, deepen our roots, that we would grow um, to be those trees planted by streams of water. Lord, that through us you'd bring life and hope and blessing and joy to those around us. Lord, we we know what you two were talking about as they say, we still haven't found what we're looking for. And and even as we find you, Lord, we, we want more. Give us curious and humble hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.